Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Welcome in. It's Balloon Party, driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura. Alton Toyota, Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you for our one hour of what I describe as radio pleasure. I think that's a I think I think that's a perhaps the most concise way to describe what people are going to get today from ten to eleven. Well, here's the thing, Jackson, unless I'm off the mark, it's a wide berth Thursday. No guests. Right. And so, therefore, I put it to the people on the Air Comfort Service text line. It's like I'm a wedding DJ. I will take your requests for a deep dive. Absolutely, yeah. I think it's money. So I have no idea what the people want. It can be a current topic. It can be a past event. And you just send it in, and who knows? It might turn into triggering stories that I perhaps have never told that would be behind the scenes or a topic that you would like to hear us discuss. It's a wide berth Thursday on Balloon Party, but a wide berth Thursday does not preclude the Little Piddles wide berth Thursday deep dive request form. Yeah. It's, it's a long word title, and I wouldn't even say it's accurate to what the, the content of it is, but you know what? That's what I called it. All right. I'll, I'll take your questions. All right, as the Bally slash Diamond sports situation hits more choppy water with Diamond missing a payment. $140 million payment uh, they they did not make, and it begins a 30-day grace period. They owe teams $2 billion. 19 teams are part of the RSNs, including the Cardinals and the Blues. Uh, Just wanted to localize it for our audience. Go ahead. For sure. Uh, Do you think we'll find out and— kind of see what's happening with the severity of this issue for teams in the league this year. Do you believe there is a chance we aren't watching the Cardinals on ballots this year? Oh, wow. God, boy. It's it's a very, and I'm not saying this to be disrespectful of the question, it's a, it, it's a basic question that I hadn't thought about. Uh-huh. I hope so, number one. Um... God, I don't know. Like, if I had to throw $100 on that play right now, I would be in the tank. I would throw 100 that we will see the Cardinals on ballots this year, I would say, in 2024. Okay, so 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 when you're saying won't, like it won't happen at all this year, we'll see them on ballots in 2023 for right, sure. Right, 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 right. Because right. the 30-day grace period just began yesterday. Exactly, but I'm saying in 2024, I don't think, I think there's a good chance that we won't. My question, I suppose, would be, which is what I thought you were asking, is there a chance that they are on another outlet over the course of the 2023 season? In other words, what Major League Baseball and Rob Manfred said yesterday is they are considering an alternative that would be using MLB Network satellite technology. For those of you who, like me, are YouTube TV people, although I also get Spectrum, as I I think I say now daily, uh, because it's really moronic and that's my brand, um, that wouldn't help because we have lost MLB Network on YouTube TV within the last three weeks. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, absolutely, because they have spring training games coming up here within the next couple of weeks. Right, and I think there is a chance that some part uh, throughout the season there might be a change. I think there's a good possibility that that could be the case. So many moving parts with that. But, yeah, if I had to bet in 2024, I would bet it won't be on ballot. Okay. 
Um, but I don't know what the future really is. Is it, If it's MLB TV, maybe they find out that they like that, and that's where they stay, and that's where it, you know they make a business out of that. Tim, uh, Greg Amstringer had some thoughts on this situation on uh, opening drive this morning. I saw Randy in the hallway during a commercial break, and I said, uh, what were you guys talking about? And he said, they're just kind of bouncing around on a variety of topics. I would love to... Uh, to hear what Amsinger had to say on it. I'm a big fan of his. Oh, yeah, he's I mean, I mean, I broadcaster, you know, whatever. I know plenty of people who are in this business, obviously, doing this for as long as I have, but I think he's a good guy. Uh, and I also think he kind of shoots straight. Kind of, he's, he's in a great spot. Doesn't give a damn. I don't think he blows smoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know, well, I hear you. I, I, I like that. Like I, really I don't, like I don't know if, uh, if we could, I'd love to hear it. I can shoot Rocky on text. That's the best I can do for it, but I will. Uh, I will do so. Matt, so where are you? Matt <laughs> Rocchio, where are you? All right, question two. Uh, do you think the Cardinals are often too confident in their rotation going into the spring, and then when injuries hit, as they often do, they tap into young pitchers and in turn hurt their confidence early? Certainly, recently that has been the case. I don't know. I mean, I, I would imagine a lot of teams are quote-unquote too confident i don't know i don't know i don't know really where to take that one right because it i mean it's a double-edged sword you can bring more veteran pitchers in to be in your rotation but then if you, you know if people don't get hurt then you have these kind of dead money right. on the team I, I mean specific to this year i feel like they're leveraged on hope with what is the current rotation no doubt in a big way of the five cardinal starters right now you gotta throw here we're just throwing money around today Gotta throw a hundred dollars on who will have the best year statistically. Who would you take? Michaelis probably. Okay. Michaelis or Montgomery. I mean, I love Wayno, but with the age and what happened towards the tail end of the season so last year. So then, by saying Michaelis or Montgomery, then you give me your answer to your second one. I assume is Jordan Montgomery, or else that would be really weird. Right. Yes, Montgomery would be my second. So, I mean, it would be shocking if it were Stephen Matz. Absolutely. It might be concerning if it were Adam Wainwright. Yes, agreed. And I suppose it could be wonderful if it's Jack Flaherty, because second half 2019, which I'm trying to get embargoed <laughs> on the show. Uh, yeah, if I had to throw 100 bucks, I'd, I'd throw Michaelis. Yeah, agreed. But I think the hopeful, like the optimistic side of me, would love it to be Jack Flaherty. That would be, in a perfect world, it would be Because he's Jack the highest Flaherty. ceiling. Yeah, absolutely, by far. The highest ceiling. Well, Wayne Wright in his prime. But yeah, Flaherty is the highest ceiling on the current roster. Uh, all right, next question. All right. Hulu is coming out with a movie about the inception of Air Jordan at Nike. I can't wait for this that. This is Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Yes, reuniting. Love to see it. Uh, first time since Goodwill Hunting? No, King's Duel, or uh, The Last Duel. They reunited in The Last Duel. Yeah, didn't see it. Good or bad? Good. I Got high it. pitched, though, I noticed. I, I, I really like Adam Driver, and he's in that. Um, was another sports business moment or topic that you think would make for an interesting Ooh, feature I film. like this question. So I like this question. I'm going to take the Rams leaving St. Louis kind of out oh, of Oh, no, I, I understand that. Um, man, I like this question. I'm going to I'm gonna throw this to the audience as well, yeah. too, because I have a feeling the audience will come up with a... Oh, boy, this is a... Here's one that, that I think was a pivotal moment in sports television history. It took place in the early 1990s. Fox getting the NFL rights from CBS. Mm. It's a huge moment because growing up, which might sound strange to you, uh, as somebody who was born in 98, it was essentially ABC, NBC, and CBS. Yeah. And when Fox emerged, they were kind of like half a network. And then they got the NFL and the game changed for that network. Now, I don't know how titillating it would be, 
But then they went and got John Madden and Pat Summerall, and then it legitimized it, which I think was what Amazon was trying to do uh, by trying to get Troy Aikman initially and pairing him with Al Michaels. Um, God, I don't know. I'm sure. Oh, the ABA, NBA? Oh, yeah. That'd be great. Uh, they kind of did that in semi-pro in a comical way. Right. But, yeah, uh, that would be great. One I have with some local ties. And you can go either basketball or baseball with this one. Kurt Flood? Kurt Flood is my answer there. Or okay. Oscar Robertson, Oscar Robertson, the NBA, making essentially making free agency in sports. Mm. I think both of those would be fascinating. I think Kurt Flood locally would be. You know, they've done that documentary with a 30 for 30. Oh, look at this. A compliment. Jackson finally getting in the groove of asking good questions. Yes. Look at that. Yay. Yeah, I like the, I like the, what is this, the Lil Piddles Wide Birth Thursday Deep Dive Request Form. Bingo. Bingo, bingo. All right, uh, next question. As we've seen, the Blues look pretty good, albeit small sample size, since losing Tarasenko, and this is kind of looking more into the future. Do you think some teams play better right after a trade deadline as they can relax and know their, you know, their status until the end of the season? Do you think some guys, that, that kind of anxiety leading up to the trade deadline, especially for a bubble kind of fringe team, do you think guys play a little looser after that? Um, my answer is yes. I don't really like the question because I feel like it's a yes or no question. I'll try to expound on it uh, because I think you have had a wonderful Lil Piddles Wide Birth Thursday deep dive request form. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think there's the relaxation element. I also think sometimes you'll see teams, I love to bet teams right after a college coach gets fired, mm. especially if it's early in the year. Mm-hmm. See, at the end of the year, it can just be where we're going to play it out, but right. early in the year. Um, I feel like there's a psychological element to it. It's like road teams in college basketball or home teams in college basketball. Uh, we saw it last night with Tennessee, who yeah. lost to Missouri, beating the number one team in the country, Alabama. I think there's a psych- psychological element to it. And uh, and I think carrying it over to your question regarding the trade deadline, absolutely. I think that's the case. I think also just from a logic standpoint specific to the Blues, Guys are either getting ice time, who may be performing at a better level than they anticipated, or uh, guys are just flat out getting a shot, and they want to maximize that opportunity and the talent gap between the established player who's on the roster, perhaps because of the contract and not necessarily deserving, isn't as great as one would assume. So um, it certainly would be magical if the Blues could go on some kind of ridiculous run and get themselves in the playoffs. I wonder how many people are actually thinking that's possible. But, hey, you know, you got the Devils tonight, pregame, 7 p.m., late start tonight uh, for the Blues and Devils here on 101 ESPN. And if they keep rallying off wins, hell, I don't know. I right. mean, you know, I, I certainly did not expect the Blues to uh, start rattling off wins at the same time. I mean, they beat the Coyotes on Saturday night. So it's, you know. Right. Small uh, sample size and the teams they play. Right. Um, and then the Panthers are, in the moment, uh, a playoff team, but on the periphery of, uh, or on the borderline of the wild card. So, you know, get a shot against the Devils tonight and see what they can do. I, don't, I, I like seeing players who have an opportunity to either step in or get a chance to play for the first few times in the NHL and see what they do with them. That's what you're getting right now. So there's pressure from those guys' standpoint. From the guys who thought they might get dealt and didn't, maybe there's some exhaling. Sure, yeah. I would imagine this is on Ryan O'Reilly's mind in a huge way more than anybody because I think he wants to be here. Not to say that Barbashev doesn't, per se, but I think he kind of knows it's coming. Mm -hmm. It sounds to me, if I'm reading between the lines right, that O'Reilly would like to try to stay here. Yeah. And that could wear on him. Yeah, I feel like often in trade deadline talks, no matter the sport, you know, teams might lose talent like 
they might have a less talented team, but maybe that less talented group has better chemistry together, and sometimes that just works better. Yeah. It's weird how it works sometimes, but like you can't tangibly quantify chemistry, and sometimes it just works. Your uh, thoughts are welcome. Deep dive, wide berth Thursday. I'll go into anything. Oh, yeah. Anything? Anything. 314-399-9646. As Matt Rocchio responded to your APB. Uh, I had to read the... Uh... I had to read off the, the request form, so I couldn't do both at the same time, but I'm sending a text okay. right now. Uh, yeah, I really want to hear what Amsinger had to say about it. I th- I th- here's the deal with this situation with the Bally's thing. I think it's a story that probably most people at the moment, like in, in this particular listing audience, aren't all that interested in. But if the Cardinals, which they're not going to say publicly, if the Cardinals said this is going to impact how we do business, then it would get attention or... Of course, if all of a sudden you can't watch Cardinal games on television, then people would care. At the moment, it sounds like it's billionaires fighting with billionaires, and most of the time the public has very little interest in in that. But what I am telling you is this is changing the way you will watch sports television, and it is playing out in February of 2023, and it may change the way you get your St. Louis Blues and St. Louis Cardinals uh, television. So that is the relevance. Uh, 314-399-9646. Tim McCartan, Action Jackson with you. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganass, St. Louis, Acura on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. Balloon Party driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you. Uh, Matt Rocchio and Jackson are communicating. And you guys usually don't talk because only you uh, were invited to Marshy Marsh's soccer watching party. And that caused, Gala, thank you. And that caused tension amongst the producing staff here. Uh, I use a middleman to text Rock. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like an agent. You have an agent. Well, yeah, in so many words. Nice. A uh, lot of suggestions for Deep Dive Thursday. Um, and, I mean, some really good ones. I, I tip my cap to the uh, to they the people. Through. They, they, they do. Uh, deep Dive Piddles background. Oh, background check. Like background check? Yeah, I'd like a background check. What is a background? Like, you want to know high school, college? We'll do Horton Watkins, University of Missouri. Quick stop and wow, not really a lot of elaborate, and, and you missed the Florida Gulf Coast University, which yeah. we're about to say. I think. Freshman year at Florida Gulf Coast, sophomore, junior, and senior year at the University of Missouri. That's the back. That's my background check. Never been arrested. Uh there's the background check for uh, Piddles. Hopefully that that answers it for you. I'm St. Gabriel's, yeah. South City, St. Louis University High School, uh, more commonly known as the University High School, and uh, University of Missouri Journalism School. Uh, first job out of uh, journalism school, Little Rock, Arkansas, CBS affiliate, July 1999 to March 2000. Was very lucky at 23 to be hired at KMOV as a weekend sports anchor and reporter working with the great Doug Vaughn, who I still work with to this day, and Steve Savard. And the Rams had just won a Super Bowl. The Cardinals won the division, and the Blues were the President's Trophy winners. I think in March of 2000, Missouri, Illinois, and SLU all went to the tournament, if I'm oh, not wow. mistaken. Wow. I mean, I was I was in the salad days of St. Louis sports doing television, 2003, 2000. Plus, I'm 23, single, 
and traveling all over the country. And still, like, if you think I'm hot now, and I know most of you do, like almost all of you. Right, right. Imagine how hot I was then. I can't. I I can't fathom That's not fair to waste on a midday show. (laughs) (laughs) It's not fair. No, it's not. Uh, Let's see. Uh, All right, we got a million of these things here. Deep dive on Jackson's Weekend with Lisa Ann. That is a great request. The thing is, I was there... And while the question is great, the answer will disappoint you. Right. That's that's as concise as I can be with, I appreciate the question. You asked the right question. Unfortunately, the answer is really nothing. Yeah, it's not. It's nothing titillating for sure. Uh, hey, Piddles, any updates on the Battlehawks and quarterback A.J. McCarron? People wouldn't talk Battlehawks. I don't have any. What updates would I have? I don't have any updates. Am I off the mark on this? I feel like the Battle Hawks situation, not that I'm going into a deep dive of Battle Hawks, but it's just, you know, it's Wide Birth Thursday. Anything can happen. Bingo. You know. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just, it's it's not happening at the moment for most St. Louis area sports fans. And I want to make this clear. Just because I make this observation doesn't mean I want them to fail. I want them to succeed. Absolutely. One of my biggest surprises in my 23 years in working in St. Louis sports is the success of the Battlehawks in, in 2020. So perhaps it'll happen again. Yeah, Because it okay. wasn't about the, the game and it wasn't about the players. I don't know how many people in the stands could have named five people on the team. Right. It was about the atmosphere. But it was also about shoving it up Stan Kroenke's ass, I feel like. And I think the latter part has been mitigated to an extent i don't want to use the word mitigated because it hasn't been really uh but it's just i I think the fire has not necessarily been extinguished but been diminished sure i mean time heals wounds so the further you get away from january of 2016 the better people feel about uh (laughs) i didn't know this show is based out of north korea why isn't that little bald f not playing mic drops that could be either one of us i think because the word little was included it's me and really at this point i am bald jackson is is trending i I mean but you are over six feet tall and i don't think most people consider that to be little no no and i I, and i am 100 percent pro mic drop so i just have to say that while i enjoyed the text thoroughly i disagree with the premise yeah and i will i'll listen to it in the uh in the commercial break and make sure that it's good to go for air uh tim did you say hot or odd if you say odd it makes sense love the show uh, guys and piddles, or guy and piddles. Oh, is that in reference to me being incredibly hot in 2000? Oh, Jackson. Oh, I mean, I've seen pictures and Have you took, really? took my breath away. Yeah, there's the there's that picture. Oh, yeah, had. of me, Savard, and Doug. Yeah, great photo. They had Savard sit down so you could see, and still, I still look like I was peeking through a bush. <laughs> uh, let's see. I was all in on the Battlehawks in 2020. This time, uh there's local as my stepdad Jack, who lives in Sheboygan and calls me on Saturdays, but pretends to still love me. Go dogs! That's from the three one four. Yeah, I mean nothing about that te- text was odd at all. I think that's right on the money. 
the Sheboygan situation? I, I don't even know what that's in reference to. Uh, Battlehawks social media and head coach are trying too hard to fit in. Also, this team has been in San Antonio, not St. Louis. There's no engagement with the city. That's from the 618. That's a part of it. I will tell you this. Uh, one of the people who is involved with the marketing team for the Battlehawks now works with me on Sound Story. Uh, and and uh, a guy by the name of Kurt Hunziker, who kind of became well-known in St. Louis during that period, uh, also worked with me um, a couple of years ago on a separate venture uh, after the Battlehawk situation. And those guys, along with the whole staff, I'm, I just happen to know them, um, did such a great job. Now, that's not to say people now aren't. I'm just saying that I think one of the reasons why that was successful, that perhaps is flying under the radar, or did fly under the radar, is how incredibly effective the marketing was. And they did a great job of knowing what worked for St. Louis sports fans, which is going to be different than what works for L.A. sports fans, right. obviously. But even Nashville sports fans... This is a different kind of market, and they tapped into that. And I'm not saying it's not—I I don't know. I just—I don't, I don't sense that there is a buzz for that. I do sense that there is a buzz for the dogs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah, I think that the—and like I've said before, it's the premier league of American soccer, and I think that makes a big difference. XFL is not the premier football, professional football league in this country. Uh— as long as I've been listening to this show, I've never heard how you came up with the name Balloon Party. Yuck. It's from the 314. I believe I'm contractually obligated Monthly. to every month explain how. Now, listen, I'm going to take you back to whatever it was, November 21, December 21. I just uh, did a special with Jim Gray at the St. Louis Boys Club and announced uh, where I was going to sign in my free agency. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to take my talents to Creve Core. Yeah, this is the decision. As it's, as it's now known. Yeah, the decision. And uh, and also in that episode, uh, I said, now I'm going to do a one-hour show on 101 ESPN. It's going to be called Balloon Party. And people gasped. <gasps> right. Uh, first off, couldn't believe I was going to be on 101 ESPN. <laughs> and then secondly, that the show's name was as awful as it is. Now, as I say, once per month, per my contract, right. the name of the show was Balloon Party and is Balloon Party because Joe Strauss, who I hold in high esteem because he truly did not give a damn and he would actually write things that were not popular or say things on radio that were not popular in St. Louis, which I feel is puts him in an incredible minority. Um, and I'm not saying that that makes the people who, who say positive things bad. I'm just saying I find it refreshing when I think somebody's being honest. And so as a tribute to Strauss, who passed away, uh, it's almost been a decade, which is stunning to me. Um, I, and he used to tweet when, when, when it was Fox Sports Midwest and the Cardinals would get beaten like 13 to 2. And they would show highlights of like the 2004 team winning a game. He'd say Fox Sports Midwest is in full hashtag balloon party mode. And I couldn't have found it more amusing. So I already had the Tim McKernan show for the podcast. I wanted Jackson to be involved in the show, and I felt like calling it the Tim McKernan show also would not necessarily be cool, considering I wanted you to be involved Mm -hmm. in it. And so I went with Balloon Party. Now, if I could go back and reread the putt, (laughs) would I hit the putt in the same location? The answer to the question is no. But what are we going to do? 
change the name of the show? Nah, too late that for all that. I mean, now the brand equity of Balloon Party, yeah, absolutely. to me is Coca Cola of one hour midday radio shows. Right, and and Balloon Party is a name on the podcast feed and on the graphics and all that, but everybody knows that this is the pulse of Pittsburgh. Also, the Pulse of Balloon Party, DBA Pulse of Pittsburgh. At least the XFL is trying to be profitable doing what they're doing this season. That's from the 660, the rare 660 text. Uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. I understand. And, by, and I believe that text is in reference to it being more cost-effective to have all the teams in one city as opposed to spread out throughout all the countries. Or countries, if it went international, which I don't right. believe it is, all the different cities. So I understand that. But what I think... A negative byproduct of it is is you can't have the community involvement that the Battle Hawks had in that brief run of surprising success. Yeah. Because they fly in to play games and they fly out and that's it. Uh, let's see. You guys are more like RC Cola. Thanks. That's from the three. Oh, they used to have that the, uh, at the I dome. Don't, don't, no. That was so strange. You want some RC Cola? What? <laughs> uh, let's take a deep dive into Tim's golf handicap. Well, handicap, I assume that's what we're talking about. Um, it's 3.6. I will lose money right now because I would probably play more like a 7. Yeah, I hear that. And I'm not playing. I'm the lowest I've been is a 1.7 or so like that. God bless. Yeah. So I, I don't think, I, I doubt this person saying I'm sandbagging. If anything, it's ineffective to be in my spot. Right. Yeah, I'm a 10-5 right now. I don't if I would lose money as well at the moment, but that's how it goes. You got winter. upside though. I'd buy stock in you. Thank you. I Thank really you. would. I would. Uh, let's see. Um, Tim, who was your favorite teacher at St. Louis U High? Did you have Tom McCarthy for AP U.S. History? Thanks. It's from the three. Well, narrow casting. <laughs> uh, I did have. I actually did have Mr. McCarthy for history. Oh, I nice. did. Yeah. Shout out to you, Mr. Yeah, McCarthy. I did. It'd be real straightforward with the audience. I hadn't thought about it probably <laughs> since the class. But now that it was asked, that's what that's what Wide Birth Thursday can do. It will trigger things. And who knows, it could turn into a story that you never thought you would hear. Like a buddy of mine who went to Indiana. Uh, I, I believe I've told the story of sitting with Bobby Knight in mm-hmm. Tony LaRusso's office. Yep. But he had never heard that story. And as an Indiana fan, and uh, I think he's around 50, uh, was like, holy crap, I can't believe that happened. I said, I, I look back on it, I, go, I can't believe it. And this was right when Bobby Knight was about to get fired. I, go, I can't believe it happened either. But it actually did happen. I'll tell you, you know what? I Now I have one. Nice. I have one. I would tell you this. Wow. I triggered myself. <laughs> this was the absolute best moment I've experienced in St. Louis sports, and it had nothing to do with anything that took place on the field or on the ice or on the court. Wow. And you will likely have that same reaction when I tell the story on the Deep Dive Thursday when we come back. Wow. I've been teased. You've been teased properly. It's coming up. It's next on Balloon Party, driven by Munganess St. Louis Acura and all Toyota 101 East Bend. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. We're right back. 
to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. The energy in that Sports Center update. Mm hmm. Would you like to do a bump in the break? Where would that come from? Oh, you know, I've been, I'm, I'm trying to really get my, my broadcast You doing legs a resume reel? You doing a, that, that might have been a resume reel right well, there. Where are you going? Where are you moving on to? No, no, Jackson's no, no. moving on. Say your farewells, 314-399-9646. No, no, no. The rejoice that would happen on the Texan line would be unbelievable. Uh, no, Mikael Bridges is one of my favorite players in the NBA, so it was great to see him get 45 points on his new team. He's one of the best two-way players in the league. Jackson's NBA thoughts right there, but there was a lot of energy. There was emphasis. Hey, that's fine. And God bless America. All right, here, here he told, told the people... Who's going to give the story? I don't think I've told you this story. You told me the Bobby Knight one. That was one of my favorite stories. This also me. happened in Tony LaRusse's office. Ladies and gentlemen, Randy Carricker is walking into the studio. What a treat. Don't don't let the septic fumes of this show ruin your show, though. Uh, he's reaching in. For, what do you need? Randy Carricker's in our studio. It's like I, I feel like there's, gr- there's greatness in here. It's great. Thank you for dropping. Just getting some stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing says don't have me on the air like I'm just getting some stuff. (laughs) Randy Carricker was a guest today on Blue Yeah, we did have a guest. It was not a wide berth Thursday. All right, here's what's going on, Jackson. Yeah. This is the story. I don't think I've told you this. For whatever reason, I don't, to me, it's better than the Bobby Knight story. Um, Randy Carricker rejoins us in studio. He's back for more. I, I took the wrong stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's 2007. It's April of 2007. Yep. And the Cardinals were getting their World Series rings that night. I think they were like gold. They were gold the, jerseys. The numbers were, on the back were gold, gold weren't they? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for the first game. And I hadn't seen LaRusa since they won the World Series. And as weird as this might sound, and I'm as I'm saying it, I'm thinking, yeah, this probably does sound weird. We had a strange, I th- I'd call it a bond. He might have just been tolerant of me in that we both wanted the Cardinals to win a World Series so badly. Right. He, because he was the manager of the team, me, because I was suffering from arrested development. <laughs> and, at, for example, after they lost in 2002 to the Giants, I mean, this is the strangest damn thing, but this really happened. I went down, I mean, I was doing my job for Channel 4, and then I went into the, his office, and we just sat there and we BS'd for like a half hour about how miserable we were that they lost. <laughs> and when I look back, I go, what in the world? Like, they should have had me removed. <laughs> And, uh, you know, Kenny Lofton, I think, had the walk-off hit, and Klein was on the mound back-to-back years for these walk-offs. Tony Womack the year before in Arizona, and Lofton that year. But that year, you know, Daryl Kyle had passed away. Right. Uh, Morris threw a great game, and he was super close with Kyle. Jack Buckett passed away. It's a whole thing. And so that team kind of felt like it was destiny that they would win. And for it to end like that, just it didn't feel like it fulfilled what was going to be this incredible story. Perfect first world championship for St. Louis in 20 years. So they get it in 2006. And I just go in there and and we just start talking and he knew that I was not only a huge fan but I think he, I think he appreciated that I had a whatever, I don't know, passion for some of the sure. nerdy elements of baseball before analytics were, you know, at the forefront of people's minds and baseball lexicon. 
not to say I'm some baseball savant, but that I was just like really into the game and strategy when I ask him asinine questions that I would never run on Camo V because nobody would care. But I wanted to hear his answers. So with that all set, I'm sitting there with him. We're talking. We're talking about the series against the Mets in particular and then how the Tigers couldn't throw a ball to first base when people would bunt. And we're just BSing. And all of the sudden, this really happened, Stan Musial and Bob Gibson walk in. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And they're there because they're going to be handing out the World Series rings. You know, this wasn't just like a regular Field of Dreams cocktail lounge. Yeah. And Stan sits down, and Gibson sits down, and at that moment, I'm like, I gotta leave. I shouldn't be here. I need to get out of this room. But at the same time, I'm thinking to myself, I will never have this happen again. No, No way. This is perhaps the greatest manager in Cardinal history. Um, at least will is, is, would be talked about at this moment, the and, the, and the greatest pitcher and the greatest hitter, and yeah. you know, I mean, and I'm sitting there, and I am, I am, I am, I'm out of place, and that's being polite. And then for whatever reason, I have no idea why Musial looks at me, and he he doesn't know me from anybody, right? And he starts telling this story about how when Gibson would throw a certain pitch, it would make a certain sound when the hitter would would swing at it because they couldn't get good contact on it. Uh-huh. And in my mind, Tony knows I shouldn't be there. <laughs> Everybody would know I shouldn't be. It's Tony LaRusso, Bob Gibson, Stan Musial, and me. And on top of it, it's like an hour from first pitch. So now we're outside of the, the parameters of when the media is allowed in there. Yeah. But I think because he knew how St. Louis Cardinal nerdy I was, I am, he knew that I was experiencing my baseball euphoria right. and just just let it go. And so here's Bob Gibson and Stan Musial trading stories. I mean, this is the kind of thing that if you put this on oh, an yeah. auction... It would go for a lot oh of Oh, my God. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, and I'm just listening to it. Now, I think I've made reference to this before. I think I did recently, actually. Walt Jockety, not a fan of mine. <laughs> right. And I think I told the story about how he came down to Little Rock yeah. where I was working in television. And because I was a Cardinal fan, he thought he thought he was just doing an interview with a local goofball working in Little Rock TV. And, you know, the Cardinals double A team was there at the time. And I think he thought he was going to ask like two questions. And the next thing you know, I'm like holding McConnell for the <laughs> Jeff Brantley trade. <laughs> and he goes, okay, let's wrap this up. <laughs> Well, he hadn't, you know, that that carried on for eight years. And yeah. now, Walt Jockety comes walking into the room. Oh, he sees Tony La Russa, He sees Bob Gibson. He sees Stan Musial. And then he sees me. And he goes, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> Fair question. And that's exactly what I said. I, I got to be honest with you. Totally reasonable question. <laughs> he goes, and then like two minutes later, Brian Bartow is a great guy. He's the Cardinals media relations guy. I imagine was tipped off by Walt Jockety. Said, "Hey, uh, Tim, uh, you gotta get out. You gotta. It's time to get out of here." I'm like, "No problem, Brian. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. Nobody can take this away." Exactly. I sat with Tony Larusa, Bob Gibson, and Stan Musial, and heard them talk about the intricacies of baseball. And as a Cardinal fan, can it possibly get better than that? It's seriously unbelievable. That's what happened. And Walt Jockety had me removed, which is also 100% on brand, yeah. but at least I got like eight minutes of it. Oh, yeah. And I will always be grateful to LaRusa 
because I believe we've never talked about it, and I doubt if I brought it up now, he'd even remember it. But he knew I should be, hey, right. Tim, good time for you to head on out. Good talking <laughs> with you. And instead, let me sit there and just be present in, that in, 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 in a St. Louis Cardinal field of dreams. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah. That is as good as, I mean, you can't handpick a better three people just to share I baseball mean, stories. Holy crap. Yeah. Absolutely surreal, but it, it absolutely happened. Uh, your thoughts? Welcome on any topic. Deep dive, wide berth Thursday, 314-399-9646, Air Comfort Service text line. This is Balloon Party driven by Mungin S. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. Balloon Party. You're my Mungan Ass, St. Louis Acura, 101 ESPN. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan. That is Action Jackson Burkett, BK and Ferrario coming up at the top of the hour to share a story that uh, probably doesn't sound real, but, you know, uh, about uh, being in Tony LaRue's office and then uh, sitting there when Stan Musial and Bob Gibson walked in. Uh, when did Tim become Iggy with these made-up stories? Just kidding. Sounds like an absolutely amazing day. That's from the 636. Lisa, and you say she's a what? A gem? A gem. Thank you. Uh, I could not love this story more. Uh, that is from Lisa. The best. Uh, let's see. Uh, that was a great story. Tim, all I can think of is what that picture would look like. Three famous guys and the valet man returning their keys. Was an awesome moment, though. Thank you for sharing it. Very cool. That is from... The 314. Hi, Tim. My name is Tim. Slew, 1986, then UALR soccer's first D1 team ever. I heard you mention your Little Rock roots. I need your help with a weird sports highlight question. I'm a teacher. Oh, this was <laughs> this is like something to handle off air. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time I've got like a private request. Uh, all right. Uh, I got to make sure to note... Uh... <laughs> To, to respond, uh, Jackson, we have we have the audio of Greg Amsinger on with uh, Randy Carricker, Kerry Davis, and Matt Rocchio. I can't wait to hear what he has to say about this baseball bally situation. Yeah, and, and I don't want people thinking that all the Cardinal games are on MLB Network. That's not it. The games would still be on the channel that you watch it now. Valley Sports Midwest, and, it, and they might name it something different. It's not, it, that's not going to change. It's just who is making those images, who's putting those images together, who's cutting those camera shots. Uh, that would be MLB Network employees is what but Rob Manfred uh, is alluding to. There are still RSNs that make money that are profitable, okay? Uh, the Yes Network, uh, the SNY, which does the Mets, uh, Sportsnet LA, which does the Dodgers, Nesson, which does the Red Sox, the Marquee Sports Network, which does the Chicago Cubs. So not all of these regional sports networks are in dire straits financially. Uh, but when we look at the entire landscape of RSNs, something needs to be done. And Rob Manfred is not going to let uh, the fans of the sport be victimized here. So he is going to ensure that baseball fans do not miss a single game. And that is his number one priority. He wants to make it even easier to watch their favorite team, try to get rid of these blackouts, watch every game on your device in your hand if you want, if you're not in your living room. So that's the future of this. Fans should not freak out about the future of watching their favorite team. Commissioner Rob Manfred doing everything he can to make it easier than it is right now. I love hearing that part. Something that uh, I was talking with Rocchio in the commercial break when he was in here delivering the audio, and he says something Randy has been talking about, and I know many of you know that I'm on the air at the same time as Randy doing TMA, so that's why I don't hear the program. Mm -hmm. Um, But he says something that 
Randy Carricker has been talking about is is what could wind up happening with like the localized pre and post game shows, and um, I would hate to not have those. Oh, great! I really, I don't really watch the pregame ones per se. It's not a shot at the Prince. It's not what. I, but when a game is over, I loved being able to hear what you know. Ali Mormol, you know, sure. back in the day, Schilt, Matheny, Larusa, immediately yeah. hear answers to questions. Um, I that that's invaluable. And what you were saying, and I don't know who you, not that you have inside word. I want to make that clear, but I was tending to something else when you were talking to Rocky about it, like something along the lines of like SEC, right? Right. When a game ends, it's not going to be. John Sunvold and Gabe Yarman, not that it ever has been, right. as in the local Missouri coverage, but it, it's the SEC network headquarters, right. and then you have three people talking about the SEC right. and not what just, went on, and, right. and not just... Exactly. So I don't, I mean, it, listen, I don't know. It's not like I'm sitting here saying I know. I know I wouldn't like that. No. That I would not idea. like that. I think that's a miss. I also would think those shows have to be profitable. I would think, but I love what I do love is something that I feel like is inevitable. And perhaps the situation with Bally's and they're, you know, missing their debt payment yesterday uh, or Diamond Sports parent company of Bally's missing their debt payment yesterday of $140 million. It will expedite something that needs to happen. And to be clear, this is not limited to, to baseball. You as an NBA guy and this this time it's actually relevant If if we wanted to watch a Grizzlies or Pacers game in St. Louis, mm-hmm. and we were NBA TV subscribers on our phones, it would be blacked out. Correct. Asinine. Yeah. So it's not just, this isn't just baseball. This is the NBA, which is considered, I think, by many to be more forward-thinking than yes. baseball and the younger audience. This is NBA as well. You can get the Sunday ticket for NFL, mm-hmm. but if the game is on Fox or CBS, you're not. it's going to be blacked out. Correct. That can be a bad beat if you're hooked up to your Sunday ticket on your phone, but right. you're and you're in Florida, but your zip code is in St. Louis, and that game's blacked out, and then that game's not being shown in Miami or Tampa or Orlando or right. Jacksonville or wherever they are. Um, so that's a bad beat. That also strikes me as incredibly outdated. Although in comparison to baseball, it's it's nothing. So inevitably, I do believe within the next two years. We will be able to watch Cardinal baseball, all of us, not just, you know, cable subscribers on our phones anytime we want, no matter if we're in St. Louis or if we're in L.A., New York, South Florida, whatever the case might be. And if you're a Dodgers fan, which had major issues with blackouts a few years ago, you'll be able to watch them anywhere. I think that will go by the wayside. But I don't like the idea of if this were to happen, that that the local pre- and post-game shows would go away now. I, if it's if it's a necessary evil from a PNL standpoint, then I guess that's the way that it goes. But it, that would really surprise me. I would think that those are profitable ventures. Um, inevitably, the bottom line is this: how you have watched Cardinal baseball and Blues hockey. Yeah. But I think more so Cardinal baseball because there's a higher percentage of the Valley sports back in the day, Fox Sports Midwest games, um, whereas like two nights ago, the Blues, dreadfully so, were on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, and I tonight, tonight ESPN+, on Plus ESPN as well, Plus, yeah. uh, making us appreciate John Kelly and Darren Pang and grateful for the work of Chris Kerber and Joey Vitale, uh, that 
that it's it's changing and it is it is happening right now. Yep. My question will be, what is it going to do to teams financially who have committed dollars to players' salaries with monster contracts, some of which took place before the cord cutting really began, some of which has taken place within the last couple of years before the RSN liquidity issue became a monster one. And if all of a sudden you lose those dollars, and you're not going to lose all of them, but I would imagine in the short term you're not going to be getting $70 million uh, as the Cardinals were scheduled to do this year. That is what I'm curious about, how it will impact the business of baseball on the field. It really is a story to monitor because it's going to translate to what you see on the field. BK and Ferrario coming up next. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McCurney, and this has been Balloon Party. Driven by Munganass, St. Louis Hacker, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.